This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's hour three of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Later on in the show, we will share our contest picks for week 16 and also our lightning bets where we will fashion together a same-game parlay for Thursday night football as it's part of our seven days of parlays here at BetMGM. But for now, joining us is Brad Powers of the Bet the Board podcast. You can follow him on X at BradPowers7 here to talk a little college football. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. So before we get to, say, your general picks and, say, your general approaches for the college football playoff, got a question as far as, like, general process and maybe how it's applicable to uh, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. I think a lot of folks are pointing to, say, the coaching matchups and perceived coaching mismatches, maybe more so in Alabama, Michigan, but maybe Washington, Texas also has one. How much does, say, a perceived coaching mismatch, how much does that matter to you in your overall process? Uh, it's a factor. I mean, it's not the deciding factor, but, I mean, I, I look, I, I highly respect Jim Harbaugh, he's one of my favorite coaches. I think he's really good. Uh, you know, I think he's easily top 10. Uh, but, you know, obviously we're talking about Nick Saban being the greatest of all time. And, you know, it, it, I know it's a short subset and it's not a, a big uh, sample size, but my goodness, uh, postseason's not been kind for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he's lost six in a row. And not only that, but let's, well, let's talk against the spread. He's failed to cover all six of those games by an average of 16 points per game. So, where we have a trend line where I mean, with that that extra time to prep has not been good for him. Uh, Saban recently, if you just you set the national championship game aside, because obviously that's just a week in between the semifinals and the championship game, when he's had a month to prepare, whether it's bowl games or getting ready for the semifinals, he's won his last eight eight in a row by an average of three touchdowns per game and covering them by an average of ten points per game. So. Yeah, normally I wouldn't say it's a huge factor, but it's uh, I think it's worth a point or so in this one. Well, Brad, in that matchup, uh, semifinals, Alabama against Michigan, there was immediate play on Bama, maybe backing Saban in that uh, coaching matchup. And now it seems like it's ticking up a little bit that uh, there's some support for the Michigan side. Michigan minus one and a half, total 44 in the hook. What do you think about it now? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm on the square side here, but it's not like the you know squares go zero percent. So uh, I mean, they <laughs> win every now and then. I I'm, I like Alabama. I like it quite a bit. I bet it on open. I'd still bet it now. Uh, I, I'm kind of wait and see. I mean, I, sometimes the market gets a little cute. Uh, but I'm waiting for that possibility. And, and by cute, I mean Michigan possibly going to three. I doubt that happens, but uh, I'm saving a little bit uh, in the chamber, so to speak, for, for that to, to be a possibility. I, not, it doesn't scare me, uh, you know, the, the bigger, sharper money, so to speak. I mean, well, what I see is a Michigan team that really benefited from a weak schedule to start. Their first eight games were, I mean, if we're talking about among the contenders in college football, was probably the weakest. When they had to step up in class, and it just so happens that their last four opponents that they played and if we're doing a power rating, was the best four opponents that they played. That Michigan offense is averaging 282 yards per game. Stack rank that full season. That would be the number 129 offense in the country. I don't see their wide receivers getting much separation against Alabama's cornerbacks. If you tell me on the other side of the football that Jalen Milrow plays a clean game, I think Alabama wins comfortably. So I like Alabama quite a bit. It's probably my, at least of the remaining bowl games, that's my favorite value bet left on the board, the Crimson Tide. Wow. All right. How do you think Washington stacks up? Where do you rate them now? Well, I mean, I know the committee came up with, you know, we're going with the four best teams. Uh, You know, we're not talking about most deserving. We're going with the four best. Well, I'm here to tell you, Washington's not one of the four best teams if we're doing a Vegas power rating. Obviously, Georgia would still be in there if we're going the best teams. Mm -hmm. Ohio State would uh, be favored over Washington. Other teams believe it or not, would be favored over Washington. I mean, I, I think they're a good team. Let's just go back to the last, their very last game. Now, that they played their best game of the season, but there was a reason why Washington was a 10-point underdog against a team that they had already beaten. And reason being, I mean, this is a Washington team. Kudos, they're undefeated, but they've won nine consecutive games by 10 points or less. Uh, I, when Michael Penix is on and the wide receiver course healthy, it's a beautiful offense, one of the best in the country. When he's off, uh, you know, they can't really run the football consistently. I don't like their defense. I like Texas in the matchup, but uh, don't like it as much as I do at the Alabama side because I will say this. If Michael Penix is on, and, uh, and, and uh, there is an advantage for Washington on that side of the ball as far as the pass game. Now, I do not think Washington is going to be able to run on Texas's defensive front, so it's really going to be on the arm of Penix. If he's on, then Washington's got a fighting chance. If he's off, uh, I could see Texas winning this game by 10. If that's the case, Brad, uh, do you like Alabama defeats Texas as an exact outcome at four to one? Do you like Texas defeats Alabama at six to one or maybe uh, two or three exact outcomes you want to bet into? Yeah, good, good question. Uh, I mean, Alabama would be favored uh, by, by about three points or so. So, I mean, that's the most likely one. The odds are telling you that, though, obviously as well. So, uh, you know. Alabama would be favored. I'll put it that way. Now, I'll say this. If Alabama's favored by three and a half, I'm a bit Texas plus three and a half in that matchup. So, uh, it really depends on that. I, I don't get involved too much with the exactas and whatnot. Obviously, there's a high hold, theoretical hold percentage for the books. Uh, they've already taken enough of my money this year. I'm not trying to give them any more. <laughs> uh, before we jump to some of these other uh, bowl games, Brad, I, I'm curious – Early on, how it's gone for you and uh, the people that you talk to in the industry, some of the other pros, how they feel about it. And, you know, it's been case in point multiple times this week. Like we're going into these games. You know, you've got the portal. You've got opt outs. 
you know, some of that stuff has always been there. Now it's at the extreme level. But now these bowl games are starting, man, and we don't know the starting quarterback. How frustrating has it been? Very frustrating. And I, I like to think that I've, I I would know who's going to play or not. Uh, it's not been fun, a fun experience uh, to the point, and you never want to overreact to small sample size. But I'm here to tell you, at least the lower-level bowl games, uh, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to be, and I'm a high, very high-volume guy. I'm not sure how involved I'll be uh, moving forward. There's just way too much uncertainty, even for a guy like myself. I, I didn't ask. Look, it's easy to anticipate like a guy like Drake May opting out for North Carolina high draft pick uh, in the upcoming draft. I didn't expect a bunch of max starting quarterbacks to hit the portal not playing bowl games. That That's just something I didn't anticipate. And then, hell, even during, you know, game day, Frank Harris has taken a part of all the, the media participation. He's there right up on the podiums. And then game day, you find out he's not going to play for UTSA. Doesn't matter. They still, they're down 14 nothing. And you think, oh, I mean, wow, what a terrible bet. Yeah, I, I lay double digits with UTSA and then they somehow cover. Same thing with Old Dominion, Western Kentucky. You can have all, you can line everything up, anticipate all the opt outs for Western Kentucky, be up 28 nothing, still don't cover a point spread. Uh, very, very frustrating to the point where maybe I'll just put my fan hat on and try to enjoy the games and not have much money on them. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I think we all are on this show. Well, having said that, I guess we should talk about some of the bowl <laughs> games. What, will you have any action on any where maybe there's still some value? Yeah, with that being said, I'm sorry. I was a little bit of a Debbie Downer there, but I mean, I kind of <laughs> like Utah State this weekend. Uh, I, I like them uh, minus the two and a half. You, you can find that if you really shop hard, you can find some even better numbers out there than that. But uh I mean, at least as of right now, I, I kind of know who they're going to play at quarterback. Levi Williams is going to start. Now he's a third-string quarterback, but he's got a ton of experience. He actually started this bowl game a couple years ago uh, as the Wyoming quarterback. He ran for 200 yards, played well. Uh, Georgia State's got a lot of key opt-outs that I think are significant. And if you don't believe me, I mean, their leading uh, running back is going to an SEC school. Their top wide receiver is going to an SEC school. Uh, they got an offensive lineman going to an SEC school. So a lot of these guys – are going up a level when they hit the portal. So I think it's significant for Georgia State. So if you had to bet one game on one side, I wouldn't go crazy, but I, I like Utah State uh, on Saturday. Of course, we do have the uh, New Year's Six Bowl games that do not involve the college football playoff. Uh, you know, sugar, I mean, not the Sugar Bowl, but, uh, you know, Peach Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, uh, anything stand out as far as uh, the four bowls we have not gotten into part of the New York Six group? Uh, I like Ohio State, believe it or not. I think that, you know, okay. we all expected that there would be, you know, significant opt-outs for them. 10, 12 guys would be out. That's a big reason why Missouri went from a six-and-a-half-point underdog to favored as much as three at one point in the marketplace. Now you finally start to see some buyback on Ohio State. A lot of these guys are going to play for Ohio State. I get it. Kyle McCord's not. I'm not a big fan of Kyle McCord. I don't think it's that big of a downgrade to Devin Brown. Keep in mind, that was a very hotly contested quarterback matchup all the way into the fall camp. So. Uh, I like a plus sign next to the Buckeyes right now, considering that most of their guys are going to play. So Ohio State plus one for me on the New Year's Six. Yeah, that was uh, that was amusing to me to see that overreaction. Like all year, people are like, oh, the problem with the Buckeyes is quarterback play. They don't have a quarterback. What, McCord's out? And then you have all this line movement. Uh, that, that's pretty good. So, yeah, there's still a, a light, light dog, that number down to one 
What about on the 30th with the uh, with the Orange Bowl? We've got Florida State in Georgia. The Dogs favored by two touchdowns. Any uh, any interest or anything you find notable there? I'll go under. I mean, it screams preseason type game to me. I mean, so many opt-outs, Florida State. I don't see their offense having much success. I'm not sure Georgia's going to try to do anything wild offensively. So under 44 and a half for me. What about Boca Raton Bowl? You looking at a side or total in that one? Well, here's one where, you know, I got it wrong. Uh, I bet over. I thought I, you know, I bet over 57 and a half. I got out to 61. Mark at least agreed with me for about two weeks. And then, you know, announced earlier this week, Syracuse quarterback, who is off his best game of the season. Nope, not going to play. Shoulder surgery out. On top of that, we got 20-mile-an-hour win tonight. So, I understand the money on the under. I, I probably got a loser there. Uh, if you got to bet the side, it's at three right now. I guess a pizza bet on South Florida, but this is one. Uh, if you, Knowing what I know now about the game, it'd be a, pretty much a pass. Yeah. Uh, there's a person on Twitter uh, I highly respect here. His name is at uh, Brad Powers Seven, who uh, posted this tweet: "Is there a legitimate plan for Colorado football beyond this season?" Looking at 24/7 Sports, we're seeing uh, National Signing Day was yesterday. Six commits for the Buffaloes. Uh, one five star, yes, and some four stars, and a couple of three stars there. But uh, even though uh, things aren't posted yet, uh, at least at BetMGM, as far as looking ahead to next college football season. What are we to think of the Colorado Buffaloes? Yeah, and I mean, even that six commits is giving them the benefit of the doubt. The five-star kid probably won't even sign with them. So you take him out, it's five commits, and uh, the class drops to number 112 in the country. The last I checked, that's not too good. <laughs> so uh, my, I know everyone's a like, portal, portal, portal. That, that's the answer is the portal. Win now. Well, if that was the answer, then why is Nick Saban not doing that? Why is Kirby Smart not taking, you know, 30, 40 transfers each year? There has to be a foundation in your program, and the best way to lay that foundation is still to this day through high school recruiting. I mean, if it wasn't, why are all the top classes in the country, the blue bloods of the sport, all with 20-plus commits yesterday, and yet somebody's telling me that, oh, Dion has all the answers. I, I just don't get it. Now, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to win for this upcoming season. I just question, and look, they'll be improved. I, I would guess that they make a bowl game. Uh, to, so, but, I mean, I know a lot of people get a little, you know, well, that doesn't sound that great, six and six. Yeah, it would be, I, in my opinion, a successful season. But you know how Colorado, uh, the propaganda will get going. I mean, they'll, they'll act like the, they should be the Big 12 champs. They should be a playoff, a legitimate playoff contender. I don't see that. But what the, the whole point of the tweet was, what's the plan after this upcoming season? When Shadour leaves, when Travis Hunter leaves? And when I am guessing when Deion Sanders leaves, because I don't see him sticking around after this year. And where is Colorado at? Well, I'll tell you where they're at. They're right exactly where they were when Deion inherited the program, the worst power five team in the country. Yeah, yeah, very good. I, I did want to circle back to to one more bowl game. Uh, your team, Notre Dame Irish, uh, in the Sun Bowl against Oregon State, six-and-a-half-point favorites Notre Dame is. We know they always travel. A lot of Irish fans uh, make it a thing around the holidays uh, to travel with the team. A any uh, Anything there, side or total? Well, I mean, 21 starters are out <laughs> combined between yeah. the two teams. So, uh, you want an exhibition? <laughs> you got it. Uh, you want a spring game? You got it. Uh, I bet Oregon State. I bet the under. Would I bet it now, knowing what I, you know, the, the, at the current 
opt-outs and whatnot? Probably not. Uh, and I, it doesn't make for a good radio soundbite, but, I mean, if you had to bet it, absolutely had to bet it, you, you missed the, the big line move on Oregon State, I'd lean Oregon State plus six and a half. But, again, we're talking a pizza bet. I wouldn't go too crazy. Yeah. Real quickly, uh, Brad, about a minute to go here. Looking at uh, 24-7 Sports' composite rankings uh, for National Signing Day, Georgia with the top recruiting class so far, followed by Alabama. Then Miami is at number three. Ohio State and Texas round out the top five. When you're looking ahead to next season, is this a reason to, say, back the Canes to win the conference, something like that? Well, they're certainly going to be talented, but last they checked, uh, they're still coached by Mario Cristobal, who I don't think much of. I mean, he's so great. He's still 500, and I think they'll lose to Rutgers coming up in the, in the bowl game here in, in the next week. So uh, last I checked, he's still coaching, and if that's the case, I, I'm not buying them to win the ACC. But kudos, uh, talent, acquisition, uh, uh, great recruiter. Uh, also helps when, uh, you know, you got some money behind you, but uh, I don't think too much of the X's and O's. Brad Powers of the Bet the Board podcast. Thank you so much for your time and happy holidays to you. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our NFL contest picks right here on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still plenty left to get to in the festivities. We've got contest picks in a few minutes. We also have our lightning bets that we will also get into. Uh, we had Brad Powers on the last segment talking about college football. And guys, I wanted to ask you a real quick question before we get back to the NFL here. Next year, we get a 12-team playoff. This year, we still have a lot of bowl games, which it does feel like in our circles, very few people are betting into just because there's so much uncertainty, so much volatility with opt-outs, who's playing, who's not playing, all that stuff. But I'm curious, when we get to a 12-team playoff format, could we still get opt-outs? Like if, say, you have somebody who's going to be, you know, a top two, top three NFL draft pick and make tons and tons of money, and maybe they don't want to play two or three additional games, could opt-outs mm -hmm. actually still happen? I know the hope is it won't, but could it still happen? What do you guys think? It could. Could, but why are you playing the regular season then? So what was, mm -hmm. just to get some film out there and then, like, I understand why it happens now. If you're not part of the playoff, like, players have realized okay yeah the, the way of thinking of why am i going to put it all at risk so there will be some isolated cases but i don't think it's going to happen all that much but it will be out there listen wh why are you playing the last month of the season then of the regular season if you've got a bunch of film out there and people are saying that you're a top 10 pick maybe a first round pick why uh why incur that risk so i don't think it's going to happen much but it will happen a little bit what do you think Aaron? i hope it doesn't happen as much i think it's kind of annoying what's going on right now it's frustrating <laughs> yeah. and i hope that this expansion will help like eliminate this kind of stuff but i would think it doesn't happen as much but i don't know but we've the, the but i get it is, i get it right. like i would not play if I were them either, yeah. I wouldn't play. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the film thing is one thing. I wonder if the other perspective is, okay, why, why would you not play in these bowl games? Because of the possibility of injury, right? 
Well, mm -hmm. even if you do get injured, say, in September or October, think of whatever timeline you can think of in terms of something gruesome potentially happening to you, like tearing your ACL or whatever. That's like what? A nine to 12 month recovery process to where if it happens in September or October, you can still be ready for week one of the NFL season. Whereas if it happens in late December, January, then you start to mess with the regular season for your professional career. And that's when problems can start to happen. So I wonder if timetables matter more than just, you know, impressing up to a point. And, you know, granted with technology and medicine and all of that stuff like that might matter, but it's the health concerns as far as when you could get back out there to being 100%. That's probably how I would look at it. Yeah, there's no upside now and, and there, there, there will be upside next year. So hopefully uh, it, it doesn't happen all that much. Sure. All right, let's get into our super contest picks for week 16. And Aaron, how about you kick things off? All right, let's start with the Packers. So Packers at Panthers. I mean, this is just really about fading the Panthers at this point. Nobody's showing up to their games. We saw hardly anyone in the crowd. And I expect more of the same. It's also just a get right spot it has to be for green bay i mean they haven't been performing well and this is a situation where you know they really need to put something good out there after they lost a couple games in a row and i think jordan love and this offense is capable of doing better than what we have seen um but certainly their roster the packers roster is better than the panthers so give me the packers minus five up next, Saturday night. This one was tough for me. At first, I'm thinking, man, this feels like a stealer spot. But then they keep letting me down. Kenny Pickett, what's going on there? Now we're seeing Mason Rudolph. The Steelers have lost three straight. The Bengals' defense hasn't been playing well. We might have some rain, but no wind. So I don't think that the weather will be much of a factor. So ultimately... I landed on the Bengals. I think this is a Bengals spot. Minus two. Um, I just think the Bengals, even though their offensive line is a little banged up, Jake Browning, he's been on, you know, he's playing pretty well. So I think the good times will continue. And I really like Cincinnati in this spot, especially since it's below a field goal. So give me the Bengals. This one, you know, I got to mix in a dog here. Heineke starting. Arthur Smith is just absolutely going through it. He looks miserable right now. The Falcons haven't covered in five of their last seven games. I just have no confidence in anything that the Falcons are doing. And Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to play. So give me the Colts plus one. Colts on the road. Um, I just don't like anything that I see from Atlanta right now. Another game that I flip-flopped on and ultimately was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just overthinking this, okay? Two of the top teams in the NFL, which direction am I going to go? Initially, my process was like, well, maybe I just take the Ravens. If I think both of these teams are really good, the top two teams in the NFL, why don't I just take the dog? Baltimore's not bad. Their defense is really good. But when it comes down to it, offensively, I think think the Ravens are really going to miss Mark Andrews and Keaton Mitchell. Do they have enough offensive firepower to keep things close? I don't think they do. Niners roll. I think Niners minus five and a half is a great play here. And then I'm going to the Rams tonight. This is my favorite play. I said I loved it earlier in the show. 
this is a crucial game uh, for both sides. We talked about the playoff implications, but at the end of the day, we got Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, who's been on a tear. Matt Stafford is back. And they've got Sean McVay. I think the Rams offense should be able to outscore the Saints. No matter how good their defense is, I think the Rams will just be too much here. So Packers minus five, Bengals minus two, Colts plus one, Niners minus five and a half, and Rams minus four. Joe? I can't believe you're fading Rudolph Christmas. I know. I thought about that too. <laughs> Did you? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Yes. But um, yeah, got to do it. Got to. All right. All right. Um, let's see. There, there are a lot of strange situations. You know, at the start of the show, we were talking about some of the impactful injuries or impactful injuries that are out there. But there are also some other things like I don't know. there. Are, okay, the country's sick right now, and this is happening in locker rooms too. Like there, uh-huh. there were talk, there was talk about it happening to the Cowboys, and also there were a couple of other teams that's flying under the radar right now. We'll see if it's legitimate with today and tomorrow's injury report. But there are some teams that could be dealing with cluster injuries, or cluster illnesses, I should say. And I don't know if they're going to be available, and if available, will they be even close to one hundred percent? Not, not so sure. Uh, so there are some that are close. We'll see if we learn anything today. By the time we get to the final picks tomorrow. Uh, here's one that I didn't expect to be on, and the uh, the market has moved this number all sorts of ways. You know what? Just the more you watch it last Thursday, the Chargers were legitimately not trying. Like, going out of their way not to try. And give me the 12 and a half. Give me the Chargers in this spot and and you know how how i'm all in on the bills let's see what the official word is on keenan allen it's sounding like he's not going to play but let's go all in i'm a man gift smith so give me the chargers uh plus 12 and the hook where else are we gonna go man the seahawks are in a bad spot but potentially the titans are going to be missing a uh a boatload of guys but all right i'll add seattle to the card uh, Seattle laying a shortish number. Seattle minus two and a half at Tennessee. We don't know about Levis. He has not been playing. So it might be Tannehill. But the other thing going on is uh, the defensive side of the ball for Tennessee. So not practicing yesterday. Uh, one linebacker, a safety, a cornerback, and a defensive lineman. And illness is uh, apparently running through the Titans uh, defense. So they might miss their quarterback. They might miss nearly half their starters on defense or a bunch of others that were limited uh, yesterday. So at this point, I would say it it looks like Geno's going to be in line to start. I'm going to back Seattle, must-win spot for them, even though spot-wise, I don't love it on short rest after a big win, but we're going to have a change at quarterback, and uh, Titans are are dealing with a whole lot right now. Uh, Another one that I like, let's let's go Dallas, another short dog here. Dallas, after an awful loss uh, this past week, and then Dolphins, who's playing? Is Tyreek? Is Mostert? Achan? There are three offensive linemen on the injury report right now, so it's a good spot. And look, Miami, they've accrued this record by beating up on bad teams. Well, they've got three tough games at the very end. They get their chance to prove that they're legitimate. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm going to take the Cowboys uh, getting a point and a half. 
And let's see, Aaron went San Francisco. I'm going to go Baltimore. It's too many points. Uh, the number is coming down a little bit. I think that's notable. And uh, we're getting five and a half as far as contest purposes. Uh, this is this is uh, this is too many points. I, and I know those injuries are going to hurt the offense, but still, I expect uh, Baltimore to hang around in this one with the most probably the most balanced team in the NFL. So uh, give me the points there. And you know, this last one is uh, moving off the key number of three. But we are getting three in this contest, and I'm talking about the Lions on the road, indoors, laying three. Um, it's moved to three and a half already. Uh, Mullins was terrible. It was terrible, and they're going back back to that well. So uh, I, I trust that golf is going to look closer to what uh, we saw last week as opposed to, to the month before. Uh, with all the turnovers and all that, as bad as he looked against the Bears for a couple of weeks. So I don't mind Detroit, minus three. So right now I'm going Chargers, Seahawks, Cowboys, Ravens, and Lions. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joe's going head-to-head with Aaron and one. Joe, you and I will be going head-to-head and one, and I'll tell you which one that is in just a bit. You mentioned the Chargers and backing them. Do you feel like that last week, whenever things were kind of falling apart for them, that they kind of wanted Brandon Staley out? Like kind of setting himself up for failure? Like, is that what you're thinking? I, yeah. I mean, for it to be that bad with Aiden O'Connell's offense putting up 63 on you and just Mm -hmm. not, they were not interested. And yeah, it kind of felt that way. And they they got their wish. Now let's see if they're actually going to show up in this one against Buffalo. Uh, I don't know. I know it's the hottest. And by the way, the other thing, James Cook, he's sick. So right. is he going to be available for this game? Like there, mm-hmm. there's something else to take a look at after, after his monstrous performance last week. Exactly right. Even if you don't believe that running backs matter, well, he might mm-hmm. matter. And it might mean the bills pass a little bit more, which could lead to more mistakes, shorter fields for exactly. Let's start with the bears minus four. Somehow I've become the person wow. who is backing Chicago here in this group. Ever since the bears acquired Montez sweat in week nine, this defense ranks eighth in pressure rate, third lowest in opposing passer rating, third lowest in opposing receiver open rate. Some of these stats, yes, they are dependent upon who they play, but you can at least trust this defense to play well against the Cardinals. It is tough competition where you need to be careful. Next up, where we're going head to head, Joe, I've got the Vikings plus three. I don't care that it's okay. a road game for the Lions. Don't team will be fine in a dome, whatever. 
I do care that Nick Mullins will get more work with Justin Jefferson. So that matters. He should look better than he did last week. Trusting the Lions defense to contain several weapons who will get chances for chunk plays, that seems like a fool's errand to me. I cannot trust this Detroit defense as much as I may want to. Vikings have also been elite containing quarterback scrambles. I get Jared Goff doesn't move around that much. He's not much of a runner, but if they are consistently getting pressure, they will accrue sacks. That will be a drive ender. Next up, hold your nose, guys. The Patriots plus six and a half. The number is just way too big here. It should be closer to five by my model. This Broncos defense is very, very different when they are not getting takeaways. And while Patriot quarterbacks do have a lot of turnover-worthy throws, no guarantee Denver will actually convert those turnover-worthy throws into actual turnovers. Russell Wilson, also a different quarterback when he's flushed out of the pocket. And I do believe Bill Belichick will find ways to do that. So give me the Patriots plus six and a half. Next, Seattle minus two and a half. Quarterback concerns are way bigger for the Titans than they are for Seattle. Will Levis might be the only quarterback who can unlock DeAndre Hopkins. That matters a lot in terms of blowing the top off of an opposing defense. And look, D-Hop did have 140 yards in week five against the Colts, but Levis can get D-Hop to be a good bit more consistent. That was an outlier performance. That matters a great deal here. I think Seattle can score three more in this one. And then finally, the Giants plus 12. The Eagles offense has an obvious ceiling, and if they run the ball a lot and the Giants run the ball a lot, then nobody is beating anybody by more than 12. Fewer drives, fewer possessions, that makes the number way too big. So it is Giants, Seattle, Patriots, Vikings, and Bears. A lot under consideration. I was looking at Cleveland laying a short number at Houston. We'll find out more about Stroud. I was thinking about the Panthers, but a bunch of their players are sick on defense, uh, getting a bunch of points at home against the Packers. And you got to consider the team facing the Jets when the Jets are laying three. Right? Absolutely you do. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight right here on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And as we've done all week long, it is a very special installment of our Lightning Bets. Why? Because it's the seven days of parlays at BetMGM happening today through Sunday. BetMGM account holders will receive a token to use on select parlays and same-game parlays each day during this promotional period. To get these offers, go to the 7 Days of Parlays page and claim your daily reward. Receive Parlay Boost tokens to use on select parlays and SGPs each day during the promotion. Score a bigger payout if you win your parlay with a token activated. And of course, happy holidays from the king of sportsbooks. Today, it is a pro football full SGP insurance token. So let's talk a little Thursday night football between the Rams and the Saints. I may be the only one here who believes that New Orleans can cover the four, but one thing I would like to do in terms of the prop market is back Alvin Kamara over 31 and a half receiving yards. This has less to do with the matchup and more to do with opportunity. Almost doesn't matter what the defense is, what the looks might be. Alvin Kamara is going to get his. And so with other injuries at receiver, the love affair the Saints have with the player himself, 
They will throw him the ball. It might be dump offs. It might be check downs. Doesn't matter. As long as he gets to over 31 and a half, everything will be just fine. Game script may also require something like this. So Kamara over 31 and a half receiving yards is my leg contribution, Joe. All right. So in a uh, situation like this with a matchup of these two teams, um, and you're famously a homer for 16 NFL teams. You just cheer everything. You cheer every result. Yeah, we got a 16. touchdown. Yes, we got a touchdown. Wait, we got a stop. You know All right. <laughs> actually, I actually do know someone who is like this. Like, I am not. Uh, no. But I do know someone who has. What? I am not. Do you go on my timeline and see me, like, rooting for 20 different? No. Saints, no, I'm saying this other person. Rams. Cowboys, Cowboys, Chargers. We're Chargers. okay. We're at four. Four. And that's about it. Let's see. Yeah, Eagles. that's not exactly sixteen or twenty. <laughs> well, if we had college, yeah, it's not Paul's guys. His list. Is, yeah, right. Paul's loyal. Certainly not the Paul's Jaguars, loyal. Paul. We know that. Man. You know, I. You know, Paul's the ready to love the Jaguars. Paul's Who do you love more, the Seahawks or the Jaguars? I think. You, I think you're ready to quit. Him. Are you? I Are you was close. I cannot tell you how enjoyable it was to watch the Seahawks Seahawk themselves in the first half and not have a dollar on the line. I was like, oh my God, this <laughs> team is so dumb. So dumb. And like, of course, they win the game, but like, it was euphoric to like not uh-huh. have them just like kick themselves, shoot themselves in the foot, in their toe, so to speak. Sometimes it happens <laughs> and have them like just, ah. It was blissful. What do, who do I, I might, hate more? Both? I don't know. Yeah. I might be turning on Trevor hate. Lawrence. I and, keep finding ways to want to back him. Like, I just think, no, I can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Back in that, CJ's that again. in the red zone. That, that did it. That's, the, there, that, that's yeah. the thing with them. Like, the Seahawks are dumb. The uh, Jaguars turn it over in the red zone. And like the right. Seahawks do a little bit too, but uh, and they find a new way to do it every like if you're like positive regression, it doesn't exist for these teams. Like does not right. exist. The Texans on Ed's list too. <sighs> no. I'm asking them. No, you can't do the Dallas Houston thing. <laughs> I'm exactly. just kidding. you have to pick a side. Forty five? Yeah. Come on, Joe. Is there a rival? Been alone is that a state? is that a rival? I would think the Cowboys it's like just big don't brother, even pay attention. It's like Big Brother, Little Cup Brother. Sox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's nice, fair. cute city down there, basically. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, what are what are the Jack, the Jaguars have to sign him though? That's the thing. Like, they don't have another option. They it's have a to little early term. It's a little early to close the books on Lawrence. We saw the second half of last Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a little early to make that commitment. I think you have to. Well, no, no, you definitely have to. You absolutely have to. What are you going to do otherwise? Move to London. It'll be great. Yeah, Yeah. they should. You can't reset the clock. I know, I know. Uh, no, yeah. not there. You're never going to get a pick where, where you can do something like that. All right, there are three, multiple three and a halfs out there. I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half uh, tonight. And whew. let's go, Jimmy Graham. Anytime touchdown, six to one. Yes, that's my. Let's play go play. six to one. Make it four straight games for Graham. Crazy. We all laughed when they made that signing and like, oh, he's not retired yet. 
and look at what he's doing. He'll, he'll get an opportunity tonight to get into the end zone. Is that part right. of SGP, Jimmy? Uh, if if you guys are good with it, I'll throw it in. Absolutely. That you were gonna recommend ones it, I, I like. Have. Apparently, we can't add in. So yes, let's do <laughs> Just it. Like you were denied. You, know? you were denied like <laughs> yeah. seventeen times during the break. <laughs> I was like, I throw it. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nope. At this point, close your eyes and pick a prop. Um, I do like prop. Kyron Williams, we talked about the Saints being one of the at the bottom of the league in terms of stopping the run. So longest rush over 17 and a half. I saw minus 125 at BetMGM, or you could go minus or 18 and a half uh, and get some better value on that. I also like Rams on the spread. Glad there's some three and a halfs out there now. Got another prop for you cooked this one up one of our favorite oh, one it. of our favorite guys <laughs> i was in the lab yeah some things up for you in the lab we talk yes. about him you know, quite a bit on the, the show but the, the Bengals yeah. also not good at stopping the run they also give up a lot over the middle the last mm-hmm. time this guy played cincinnati he had nine catches pat fryer move over two and a half the Mooth over two and a half reception. <laughs> I did love not it. think you were cooking a Pat Fryer Mooth reception. I love that guy. <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta By start way, early. It's a Saturday game. That was ten million to one to come did, up with that one. Did you guys see Will Compton? Uh, do you guys follow him at all on social media? Yes, I know what He's you're doing. Say. Like an all white team. <laughs> Okay, I so it. it was so funny, and he claimed Puka Nakua. You know why he's doing There's it? all this debate. You know, no, you know what happened? This circles in with Jake. Jake, your guy, Rashard Mendenhall, Illini, right? Like he went out there and he's oh, like, "I'm like, sick of all these scared? white NFL analysts. I'm sick of all these white NFL analysts. They don't know ball." And he wanted to do a Pro Bowl of all white versus all black. That's great. Let's do that. And then, like, Will Blackman and some other guys are like, no, 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 we got Max Crosby. They're, like, arguing over some of the white guys that should be on the black team. It is so funny. Wow. (laughs) TikTok is having a field day with this, by the way. It's so funny. That's amazing. You know what? It's I'm surprised it's it's gone on this far, this long. Like, it's been going on for a few days. People are talking about it. I thought it would get... shut down immediately like no this is not acceptable do not talk about this but men and <laughs> I put know. it out there and then everybody's talking about it <laughs> he, had, he had all right let's make a coach we gotta make a 21 and a half i didn't even look at the i'd have to look at the rust which side who's your favorite one team's got dbs the other team does not all right. Right. Oh, right. yeah. That's why people were talking about Jason Seahorn was the last white cornerback to start a game. Oof. I believe that's accurate. That's <laughs> why that was trending. I was wondering why yeah. Jason Seahorn was think, trending. Now I get I think it. That's why. Can I tease the whites? Would you be willing? <laughs> What's the I'm total? sure you can. <laughs> Historically, yes. Yes, with, with or without. Or like what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, 27 I'm and a half or more like 10 Man. point teaser. Right. Okay. So you're laying the number, Paul? Are you laying it? Sounds like you're laying yes. the 21 you just made up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I mean, am I, what, you, what's your number? I, alt, whatever it is, alt spread. 
That's yeah, my I got my alternate of spread week. of the week on this one. <laughs> oh yeah. Cue the siren. Let's go. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how Scarona gets some action on the field once again. We gotta oh, go to yeah. this. Maybe that's yeah, why he was DB. fresh on my mind. I gotta pull it. Yeah, Will right? we'll, we'll Compton's roster. Gosh, it's so funny though. Oh, it's not on his story yeah. anymore. It was this morning. Yeah, Cooper Cup. All right. All right. Oh wait, here it is. McCaffrey. Here it is. You want me to go over? Yeah. Quarterbacks. Please do. Allen Burrow. Running backs. McCaffrey. Rex Burkhead. Uh, oh, that's Patrick. a drop off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so CMC's getting hundred carries. Gee whiz. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hold on. How about a fullback like Yuschek? Yeah. Right. Tight ends. We. I mean, tight ends. Oh. Pretty much the only place the whites Dominic. were crushing. <laughs> the whites. <laughs> So dump off passes, huh? That's how it's work. Big yak game. But yeah, like Paul said, you need Jason Kelsey to engineer the tush push. So the secondary's a problem. The secondary's a secondary's a problem. Yeah, right. (laughs) There's a lot of problems. Someone wrote white skit Polynesian and black skit Asians, according to Pat McAfee. I don't know how they came up with this, but. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Your thought. <laughs> do we uh do we get a same game parlay for this one? <laughs> right. Oof. Got a token. Yeah, the, Is that totals. tomorrow's token? Over. Yeah. yeah. That's our tomorrow's SGP for tomorrow. Token, token <laughs> for sure, yeah. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> uh so I'm on the Rams. Laying three and a half. Uh, I love this spot for the Rams. And I've been, like I said yesterday, I've been lower on the Rams than you guys for most of the season. But I just think the Saints team is. I think we, I think someone on this show may have called Dennis Allen a defensive genius at some point. I almost spit off my co- spit out my coffee. But no, <laughs> pretty good defensive coach. But like Rams and money line's a little steep, minus 200. But a different way to play it, Rams make the playoffs minus 125. They win this game. They're sitting pretty. They have all the tiebreakers over the Seahawks. Vikings have the Lions twice in the next three weeks. So love that angle as well. Both these teams stink against tight ends. Like the Jimmy Graham angle, tied for the second most tight end touchdowns allowed, both of them. Jimmy Graham, Tyler Higby at plus 333 or something like that. Nicely done. Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Take care, everybody.